0: Boom. Welcome to another episode of the Father Market Protocol, man. Let's get it cracking as the music comes in. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Hey man, we chilling. Welcome, welcome back, man. We appreciate y'all uh, tuning in every week, every Monday. And in, in case something happens, and an uh, episode might come out a little late, meaning uh, Tuesday morning. <laughs> man, I'm chilling, chilling here in the building. We in the building. Uh, got my man, Big Mike on the boards. Thumbs up says what's up to everybody. I'm solo. Actually, right now, I'm probably somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean right now. As this was a pre-record, uh, because we are on a cruise right now. Or maybe I did it live. You'll never know. One never knew was do one, man. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, Vessi, Vessi, uh. Couldn't be part of this, obviously, but it's all it's I I as Snoop Dogg used to say or Snoop Doggy Dog. You know, he used to be Snoop Doggy Dog, now he's Snoop Lion. Snoop has had a lot of uh transition. He was he used to be Snoop Doggy Dog, then he became uh big Snoop Dog. uh Snoop D-O-Double Jizzle, and now he's uh he's Snoop Lion because he found his his West Indian roots. Ooh wee ooh, ooh, like that? That's how Snoop when Snoop uh, approaches Climax, that's how it sounds. Ooh, ooh, ah, uh, oh, uh, oh, oh, no. If, it, if he, if it happens too quickly, he's like, oh, no, oh, oh, yeah. All right, I'm being silly, man. Um, yo, we wanted to shout out to everybody, all the listeners, man. Everybody that always comes through and supports and listens to what a brother has to say. Uh, You know what? Because Vessie's not here i uh i want to address something which we started speaking about weeks and weeks ago it had to be this this uh had to be a good five six weeks ago we had um but we had so many so many episodes in can that we didn't have a chance to uh address it and actually who was it i think it was uh Somebody somebody actually said something about it. J- Vessi and I, we were discussing. He was telling a story about uh Onyx and Fredro Starr going up to <laughs> to talk to uh, you know, the Breakfast Club uh Power 105 with with Yi. Uh shout out to Yee, a homie from way back. You believe uh Ye used to manage Jiza from the Wu-Tang clan? Weird tidbit of information, but Yee, uh Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God, and DJ. Envy, and uh, so they were up there, and Vessie was was telling us the story of uh, of how I guess Charlemagne had asked or inquired as it were. He inquired to uh, Fredro Starr about uh, the singer slash actress Brandy Norwood, uh, who some of you may or may not remember uh, from her big hit. I wanna be down. what you going through. Brandy, uh, Brandy's a very talented artist, but I guess her and Fredro used to date because he was uh he was a cast member of hers on the show. Mo to the e to the Moesha. <laughs> and uh and I guess now here's the thing: Charlemagne had brought up uh something with regards to, I guess, Fredro saying, that Brandy's uh fallacio game was uh was was um, high post, uh was was uh good. She was a brainiac. She's a brainiac, brainiac. Um and I guess Fredro had taken offense to Charlemagne saying this. Um, and so the interview went way left. You can you can look it up on YouTube, but because uh after Vessie told me about it, after that episode, I said, let me go go look at it. And so, regardless of whatever they wanted to proceed along with as far as a conversation, uh, Fredjo felt, Joe felt type of ways, he's entitled to feeling a certain way about it. He was upset. And so he kept going in at Charlemagne. And Vessi's point <laughs> and it Vessi will be back on soon if he, if he wants to uh, because we spoke about it afterwards. Vessi was saying that uh, it was funny how everything that Fredro said ended in Migo. Now that's my adjusted. I I actually I don't say the N because everyone says the N word, so I just say Iga and and I. I I open my mouth slowly So it comes out Megal Right But you don't hear the end You see what just happened there So anyway Uh And Vessi thought it was funny How How everything Fredjo said Ended with this Exclamation point Now Having Having seen it Um I can see where Vessi Uh Vessi's point But the problem On this particular podcast Arose When Vessi Uh Vessi asked me permission. He was about to say he was he was quoting Fred Joe Starr. And then he said, Yeah, nah. And, uh, and you know what? You don't mind. I'm I'm gonna say uh the N-word. You don't mind if I say the N-word. I was like, ah now keep in mind, give <laughs> my Vessi's friend uh um Aaron, is, was here on the couch. Um Aaron is white, uh, and also my wife who's uh, black. Uh, she she could hear And so he asked me this Now let me explain it Because I tried to explain it to Vessi Both during the episode And also post episode Why uh, He should have just said it He should have just said Nigga Because he was quoting Fredro Starr And A I wouldn't have taken offense To it because he would have been quoting Frederick Starr. Uh and B, I know his intention wasn't to, you hey, know, let me see if I can get one out and see what <laughs> see if t- see what happens. I don't think Dean will say anything because I'm quoting Fredro Starr. But because he inquired and asked me permission, I now have to deal with not only these these are the things I have to deal with. I've 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 sort of addressed. Uh, the, the, the interesting, I guess, dichotomy that being, uh, being African American, uh, being a black male specifically comes with, uh, if it was just he and I, nobody else was hearing it, he would, or even before that, had he just said it, I wouldn't have had a problem with it. Because I wouldn't have had to answer for it or answer to anyone. That's not that I necessarily have to answer to anyone, but I don't feel like even dealing with the headache of having anybody black come up to me and say, "Worse, you just you let you letting uh letting anybody just say nigga to your face, huh? You you a Tom nigga, huh? You just you you a coon? That's the what head. Um, because I have friends, I do have friends uh, that that feel more, uh, I guess, uh, you're fervently about people using the word nigga. I, at this point, man, I, I'm so numb to that word. Now, that's not to say you're just going to come up to me hey, what's up, nigga? And you're, you're not black and, and I'm not going to take, take issue with it. However, I, I know people's intention. For the most part, you have an idea of people's intention. I don't use the word nigga other than Really to ex ex uh explain uh like in this particular instance, I'm explaining the use of the word nigga. But when I see my friends, it's not like yo, what's up, nigga? You know, I'm just like, hey, what's up, son? What's up, fam? What's up, bro? Uh, that's not to say I'm high of a of a higher level of of person than than my friends. People used to saying it, you know. At this point, uh, I, I remember Q Tip, uh. Tribe Called Quest had a song. Hey, sucker nigga, wherever you are. Hey, sucker nigga, wherever you are. Hey, sucker nigga, wherever you are. Wherever you are. I think it was on the the uh, Midnight Marauders album. It's like Tracker. I be hating sucker MCs and the sucker niggas. Posing like they hard when we pull their car. What you figure? Rhyme-wise, I do the figure eight so concisely. Uh... Sit back or enlighten me. Inhale. My style is kind of fat, reminiscent of a whale. And uh, and and then because I, I remember Q-Tip actually explaining, he said, um, uh, you know, I start I start to flinch as I try not to say it, but my lips is like a oop as I start to spray it. My lips is like a oop as I start to spray it. My lips is like a oop. Yo, you know the rest of sucker niggas, niggas, niggas. You know that that's a apostrophe s, not er. That that never made any sense to me. Um, other than cats, you know, taking it and flipping the meaning and saying, you know, we're gonna take something so wretched uh, and and make it a, a word to to embrace each other. Um, you know, I I've always been torn with with that word because uh, I'm like, well, if you wanna say. If you meet it as brother just call him brother. You know, if you meet it as fam just call him family. Uh but niggas boy, no, I'm just playing. Uh <laughs> you know, but that was my rationale and reason for Vessy not continue. He I didn't even we forgot that he hadn't finished the story until um, until people like uh, uh Malibu Kelly I think had had mentioned it on uh on Twitter or Instagram that we never finished the, the story. So that was, really, that was really it. It wasn't even uh, uh, the story. It was just Joe wanted to explain that. Uh, I think that's the first time I ever said Joe. I would say Joseph. Um, Vessi always, uh, he wanted to explain how funny it was to him that Fredjo was using that uh, the, the, the word nigga as an exclamation point. You know, and and it, and I see how it was funny, but at the same time, because I have to deal with members of my community that don't that do take offense uh to the word. I remember Richard Pryor actually said after he went to uh Africa, he had this sort of this revelation um it was I think it's on his his live on the sunset strip uh special and he's like and there was a voice and there was a voice in in my head and and it said, do you see any? And, and I said, No. He said, you know why? Cause there aren't any. Because we we was we 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 was supposed to be more than that. Uh, you know, I didn't see any niggas cause there are no niggas. And uh that, that word is dead. And I remember he saying it. and and after that, I don't think I guess Richard never uh allegedly he, he used the word again, which is interesting because he was the original that niggas crazy. That was the name of his uh his his album that sort of really uh was a game changer as far as stand-ups um you know this ice bucket challenge no segue necessary this ice bucket challenge um you appreciate it uh are we still doing that people are we have we have we moved on yet we, we go through fads not just in the country I guess worldwide I'm curious though because I've seen a lot of videos posted. Of people posing the ice bucket challenge, uh, the ALS ice bucket challenge, and so on. The one hand, you appreciate. Well, you know what they've—I I, guess—allegedly raised more money than they had raised uh, last year at this time. So I respect that. Uh, but it, oh, I, at least for the last five, ten years, I've heard about the you know this water shortage and. <laughs> do you think that there are places on the planet because I don't care where you go on the planet people have the internet you know I remember being in uh, Johannesburg South Africa the first time I went to South Africa in 2009 and we we uh, we drove by we drove past I should say a couple of uh, the townships and it was the first time I understood what it was like to be feel like a white person on one of those buses going through Harlem, you know, where it's almost like a safari with a, like... And if you look to the left, there are what uh, people call uh, Negroes. Um, and so I remember we went on we went on this, not a safari, but we were driving through Johannesburg and a couple of other comics. They were like, yeah, can we go look at some of the townships? And I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm good. I, <laughs> I was like, I don't need to go see the hood. I want to go see... See uh, how the other side lives because we're we're living lavishly because they had us in this uh, this flat Monte Casino. It was this beautiful palatial uh, casino grounds with with these you know like five star hotel accommodations, and then we're gonna go uh, drive past what looks like District Nine, but instead of instead of uh, instead of you know six foot tall bugs were seeing actual people i i wasn't offended so much i just was like man i don't care about seeing this and then it felt weird because we're we're driving through and and people have their cameras out i'm like son this is this is weird you know especially no they just wanted to mike just asked why i said heads just wanted to go and see The actual tin houses, the houses that people had made out of, uh, you know, billboards and whatever sheet metal that they could use to, to make a house. Um, I didn't get it, but I was in the car and I had no other choice but to ride along. So I just rode along and probably played on my phone, looked up every so often. Um, and the people, you know, the people in the townships, um, they, they were friendly, waved and whatnot. I was like, all right, well, y'all good. Because I'm good, um, cause I'm good in, in here. I'm going back to the hotel. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> and, and oh, and I, you know what? I think I used to have a joke. I remember I had a joke that I used to say where I was like, I remember remember riding through. I was like, oh, you know, locking the doors like, like white people driving through the hood. I'm like, oh, so this is what they, this is what it's like to be one of you. Uh, so, um, damn, what was my original point? I saw so the ice bucket challenge. Yeah, um, no, nah, I haven't done the ice bucket challenge, but uh, yeah, also, my point being that they had the internet because we were driving through these, these extremely poor neighborhoods, but I saw satellite dishes on tops of these. Of these uh dilapid- dilapidated homes, which made me realize, no matter how poor somebody is, they always gonna find a hookup. You know what I mean? And um, and so I guarantee you, there are places where they don't have running water, clean water, good water, but they have satellite on this planet where they where they can go to YouTube and see and see people wasting buckets of of ice water and, and screaming. Oh, and people. Oh, so let's be clear. Everybody that screams and the like, oh, it's so... If anyone out there has ever gotten in the shower as soon as you turned it on, you felt ice cold water. So, and that's not to say, I, hey, man, more power to you if you've raised money um, for for uh, ALS uh, studies and research to, to help find... Uh, potential cure as as i always feel like chris rock said the money ain't in the in the cure the money's in the medicine you know and so i always feel like uh and maybe that's the conspiracy theorists within me um but i always feel like there there is a possibility that you know people find these cures but they prior as a matter of fact yeah um the prior prior had uh MS, yeah. Pryor had MS. Uh, Mike just asked, and uh, Pryor had MS. Um, and shoot, they uh, um, what's that? as a matter of fact? No, 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 no. I was gonna say uh, uh, they. It turns out that um, uh, Robin Williams um, had had the the beginnings of uh Parkinson's, which uh, which I found um interesting. That's 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 uh, I think people still are 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 reeling. I just saw. A clip of uh of David Letterman I know weeks have passed since uh since Robin Williams it has been over a month but I just saw um this clip of Letterman because everyone had their tributes to Robin Williams and I thought it was nice to see uh so it's always nice the same way we sit here on 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 this podcast and sort of kick it with um friends of ours in comedy, and also the, the we we discuss and talk about the friends that we have in in this realm of comedy, man. Uh, it was it was nice hearing Letterman uh, reflect on his relationship with with Robin Williams, man. I think you can find it just like I did on uh, on YouTube because that's that's what you do. <laughs> this this what happens when when you're when you're on a boat for for uh as many weeks as, as I'm on uh when you get to a port if you're fortunate you can go find somewhere with with free internet and um and so I you know I went and uh, I had some time to kill so I uh, we were we were in this uh spot and I got free internet <laughs> got to be got to be free you know here buy a fish sandwich but we got free internet so I was watching this clip of, uh, of Letterman um, on his show, on uh, The Late Show, and he was talking about Robin Williams. When Robin Williams first came on the scene at the, uh, at the comedy store in L.A., and it was actually a touching moment, man, because obviously you could see that Letterman um, was, was doing his best to, to keep it together and not spill over. Um, he didn't spill over, but you see, he didn't. You know when, when people have the uh, have that quivery lip, that quivery bottom lip, that uh, and they and their voice starts to get a little softer. He didn't. It was on his show. It was live on his show. Um, and he didn't get quivery, but he, you know, he was very measured in in his cadence and how he's speaking, and he he was saying how you know, but he he also did it in his tongue-in-cheek way where he was cracking jokes and he said you know you know when uh when when uh first first started uh out here we used to go on at at the comedy store and it was like myself and uh elaine boozler and uh just running down the list of cats that uh that were getting on stage he said prior was already a star at that that point um uh, I think George Miller, who's, who's a funny comic from back in the day, um, all these cats would get on stage and he said they were all trying to still figure out their way. They were all f- doing their best to figure out um, what made them funny and how to be funny. And and then one night, uh, Robin Williams just shows up. And this was before he was, he was Robin Williams. But uh, Williams shows up. And he goes on, and you know, you hear the term used more often than it should be, where people say, "Uh, you know, this is a he was a comic dynamo." He was like just, a, and but he said this dude was like a whirlwind, and and he just he was on stage, he was off stage, he was just, just you know, this manic energy. Like I, I break break performs into two categories: you have static and dynamic, and static are more the monologists that stay in one place and, you know, um, you know, throw out material or jokes. And then they're they're guys that perform and really uh, you know, are are moved by the spirit of, of uh the muse and and they're just you know, frantic energy like uh JB Smooth, you know, shout out to my man JB Smooth. J B is a cat that you get exhausted watching him because he's so high energy, you know? And I guess Robin Williams was like that. And they said, "Have the, you know, if it, anytime there's a new comic, most comics want to watch to see, oh, who's this dude? Is he going to bomb? We're really all looking to see who's going to bomb. <laughs> And as comics are evil, comics comics are the worst guy, man. Because we love, there's nothing more refreshing than watching someone catch a good one. Everybody, that, that, that I'll, I'll get back to this story that uh that our boy Harris told us uh, about touring with Tracy Morgan. <laughs> I should have Harris back on to tell that story because it's a funny story. But I'm gonna still tell it. I'll just let him retell it when he comes back on. But uh. I guess Letterman said after after uh, Robin Williams went on, they all they all were like, oh, damn, someone's here and he just sort of ruined ruined our chances. Now I got to go back to Indiana. Like, I guess he was that funny and that high energy that they all like, geez, what the hell are we doing? Because this dude just did what we all would like to do, but we don't all have that talent. You know, to to just go and uh, and but next thing you know, Robin Williams. Uh, you know, he does this episode of Happy Days, and they decide they have to make the show, and so Robin Williams actually pulls. He he started doing his best to to uh, pull. I was gonna say try, but I don't like using the word try, as Yoda said, "Is no try, do or do not. It's no try." Um, who was that Mr. Miyagi? No, that's Yoda. Uh do or do not. There is no try. Do or do not. There is no try. Uh say it one more time to annoy everyone listening. Do or do not. Yoda you seek Yoda. <laughs> uh shout out to all the Star Wars heads. Doing a lot of shout outs, just random shout outs. Um so yeah, Robin Williams did everything he could to make sure comics got a shot on his uh on Mork, Mork and Mindy so yeah man so hold on so in my uh, being that Letterman mentioned it of course I had to go do the research and sure enough I found a clip of uh Letterman on an episode of uh of Mork and Mindy yeah yeah and he even says he was like he you know he's not he he's like, look, I'm I'm not an actor, and um, I, I I wasn't even necessarily right for that show. He was like, I'm not even sure I'm necessarily right for this show, you know. Um, but I thought I, I I thought uh, I thought that was cool that that Robin Williams looked out for um for some of his uh compadres, you know, that were in the trenches in the in the comedy uh clubs. Uh, and, and he sure enough didn't have to do that Especially being that they were all like oh, I hope this dude bombs and, and and they're looking at him with scorn Like you're really ruining the curve uh, But I, I also uh, I appreciate that um, I love hearing those stories Where not just comics But just people look out for each other man Because that's what we're all in this for The gift of life is to give And to give without end So why the hell wouldn't you share Your opportunity Um and that's that's uh you know that's uh something that I that I I always stress you know any gig that I get I do what I can sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't uh, you know I've had I've had small opportunities and I've had uh, large opportunities but the opportunities I feel like you know what why not uh, if I can help somebody get a a writing job um, so be it and and this is what the layperson has to understand because sometimes people say he didn't look out for me when he blew when he blew up or when he had that opportunity. You never know what somebody's doing behind the scenes. Um they just may not come to fruition. Cuz they've been they've been I've, I've had uh had you know a handful of friends that you know have, have said things to me over the course of time like, "Yeah, man, you never looked out." And I tell them, "Yo, I was looking out. I was doing I was I I tried I did what I could um to to see if they would use you for whatever the project is. And if they do, fine. If they if they don't, you know what what can you do? But you but you don't want to you don't want to go back to somebody with bad news. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like if 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 I'm cast on something I know that uh say Harris that or Vessi say Say they're like, yeah, we need a, uh, we have this role for a white guy that can play basketball. Boom! I'm gonna say, all right, you know what? Let me, let me. Uh, hey, you guys, um, I have a friend named uh, Joseph Vesey. He's a talented uh, comedian and also uh, a good guy and a great ball player. Man, you guys use him? Nah, you know we already had someone in mind. That's a. Hey, I went to bat. They said no. I might even say, you sure? Maybe you want to watch this clip? No, no, we're good. And boom! At that point, and and, and Mike Michael's nodding because he knows in this industry once people have sort of made up their mind, they 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 already made up their mind. You 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 throw it out there once they say no, you throw it out one more time, but you don't want to get on somebody's nerves about it, you know. So, uh, but so boom, they say no. I'm not gonna then go to visit. <laughs> I'm not gonna go to Vessi later. Yeah, man, yo, they they needed a ball player, and they said no, because <laughs> that serves no purpose. Oh, the only per you know what the only purpose the only purpose that serves is <laughs> Mike is laughing. The only purpose that serves is to is to soothe my ego. You know the the only purpose that serves is to me say, hey man, you know what? I tried looking out for you and it didn't work. But I'm a good dude because I did do what I could to look out. Nah, you know what? You come to somebody with good news. You don't bring somebody bad news, especially if it was news they weren't even expecting to hear. So that that uh and that happens uh more off. Well, I know with me, I like I said, I I I do what I can. I'm not saying that to uh say you know dean edwards he's a he's a good guy he, he tries I, damn did i just speak in third person singular i'm sorry i apologize i i can't stand with people uh so i used to do that in college too i used to talk i remember this art teacher she was like that's really interesting how you speak of speak of yourself in third person singular like that <laughs> but i was that full of myself i guess um but yeah i uh i feel like you 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 look out uh for um, like I just I, I recently um we have a friend that was on Last Comic, Last Comic Standing, and this person actually made it pretty far, um, made it to the the like this person is touring with with the uh Last Comic tour. So I remember I guess when like Harris, Harris, friend of the show, uh buddy of mine, Harris Dan Harris had auditioned for Last Comic. Or, or they were flying him out to audition And he ran into this particular person um, At a comedy club Now, I think he had mentioned to me And this, this is what happens He had mentioned it to me And so I was like, oh, that's cool He looked out for this person and um, Because this person had From what I understood, this person had asked him uh, For the information uh, who, who, who do you contact to audition and he gave the information. This, this now I'm saying it this way for a reason. He had. I thought that this person contacted Harris, and Harris said, "Oh well, here's here's who you contact if you want to audition. Um, and it'll be a good look. Uh, why not audition for him?" So this person did. Harris didn't make it um, past the they they, which surprised me at the time because I remember I was I was they were actually competing. Yeah. Um, I mean, anyone that's on Last Comic, Stunt, Last Comic Standing um, or The Ilk is, is competing. But I remember when he told me that before he had moved forward, I remember saying, oh, I said, well, that, that was actually nice because, like you said, Mike, he was com- competing with this person and he still shared the information and encouraged because so often in this industry in particular, in uh, the realm of entertainment... You know, people don't share information. You know, and, and it's, it's it's a secret. Uh, people will have auditions. You're like, hey man, yeah, um, you read for that new pilot? Um, who's casting that? Ah, yeah, anytime, anytime somebody starts out saying something with that, ah, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, it's a problem man, because they don't want to share that information because you're one per one more person in the way of them booking. You know. Uh so I, I I I thought he I thought he was a real mensch. Could I say that? I'm not Jewish, but I've heard that term. Uh Gary Goldman used it on me years ago. He said, Dean, you're a real mensch. And I said, What is that? He was like, You're a good guy. And then I looked it up and and it's yeah, it's it's uh is it is it a Yiddish term? It's Yiddish, I think. Uh Mensch, M E N S C H I think. It just means you're like a good guy, good. He's a good guy, he's a good fella, like uh, like Henry. Hill. Karen, Karen, why? What, what did you do with that, Karen? What? What did I do, Henry? I can't. I, you you threw it all down the toilets all we had, Karen. Why would you do that? They weren't gonna find it, Karen. They weren't gonna find it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's uh <laughs> I just went I just went on the Goodfellas. Anybody hey, shout out to Henry Hill. No, I was playing. That was Ray Liotta. And uh and I Dr. Melfi. What was her name? Uh uh she played Dr. Melfi on on uh Sopranos yeah. Lorraine Bracco uh in in Scorsese's Goodfellas after after Henry After they came back to the house, and and they had run through the house, and and Karen threw all all the entire bricks. Did they have multiple bricks of cocaine? It was just one thick brick of cocaine that she flushed down the toilet. (laughs) And Henry Hill, when he came back home, Ray Liotta, as Henry Hill, he came home, and this fool, instead of being happy that that they didn't get caught with a brick. Of, of of pure China White, he's mad because she she threw out that was sixty I don't even remember the sixty thousand dollars down the toilet, Karen. Uh prior used to I gotta get back to what I was going these stages, but Pryor had a funny joke uh where he said he he was like I, I was so high that I used to come home with the cocaine, with cocaine, doing the cocaine in front of my, my grandmother. My grandmother had that, that, she had that, That uh, you know, oh, oh, Lord Jesus, help me, help me, help me, help me. And he's like, I, I saw her do that. I I'm, I'm sorry, mama. $10,000 down, down the toilet. And she's like, boy? Oh, that's what it was. She was like, boy, what's that you putting up your nose? Oh, it's some cocaine guy. Jesus Christ, help me, Lord, help me, Lord, help me, help me, help me, help me. Help me. like, I'm sorry, bro. don't stop doing this. $10,000 $10, $10, $10 worth of cocaine down. He's like, you're dumb, motherfucker. You should have sold some of that back to the man you got it from. <laughs> Karen, no, why would you do that? I'm sorry. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were just watching Goodfellas? Was it on was it on cable or Yeah, that's the thing. That's that's one of those classic movies. I've said it before, I'll say it again. There's certain movies when they're on television. Um, even if you have the DVD, you might you have the original DVD from when it first came out. You have the uh the 10-year or 25-year anniversary DVD, you have the the platinum uh collector's edition with 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 the uh with the blu ray download you know but still if it's on cable with the bad edits you'll sit there and watch it where he's like hey uh why don't why don't you go why don't you go uh uh but they'll edit it remember when spider Cursed out Pesci. He was like, Yeah, why don't Yeah, the... he said, go F yourself. But instead on, on AMC they'll they'll say, Yeah, why don't you go screw yourself, Spider? Yeah, and it, and it's always bad dubbing, like the voice doesn't go. He's like, Yeah, and they're like, oh, 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 did he... yeah, you that's good spider? You don't take nothing from nobody. Bah, bah, bah. And then they shoot spider up. And he's like, that's great. That's remember the guy with the afro? There was a dude in in Goodfellas with this shaggy afro that uh they spoof on the simpsons because he he had this big he was uh in goodfellas he wound up getting murked and he was in the freezer remember when uh, when uh uh, lola was playing um, and they went through they had to throw him out for three days because I don't remember his. Uh, I don't remember his name. I think I want to do the rest of this uh, this podcast in in this particular voice. Jeez, I've gone on a tangent. What was I talking about, Mikey? Mikey, you even remember Robert Williams? Yeah. So boom. See how that see how that happened. So Harris. Boom. Harris. He shared the information. I always thought that was that was, he was a real mensch for for sharing such information. Uh because he didn't have A, he didn't have to uh B no one norm people don't do that as often as you would like and see this was his competition, but he still was like, Well, you know, whatever. I'm gonna share it. If they like me, they like me. If they like this person, they like this person. And so uh so he got I remember I was uh I was I was in LA at the time because I went and hung out with him. Um Mellow, actually, Mellow, I didn't, uh, I, that's what, I was staying with Russell Peters, I was staying at Russell's house, but someone, I think, had his car, because Russ, Russell always let me use, he has his guest car, uh, big up Russell, man, much love to that brother, he's looked out uh, many a time, uh, so, uh, Mellow came and scooped me up, because she lived near Russell, and we went and got Harris, and we I think we just hung out, um, and then he was like, "Yeah, man, uh, I didn't move forward." I was, I was like, I was like, "Word!" And the other person did. And I was like, "Oh, wow!" And I was surprised because Harris is really uh, funny, which is why I love bringing him on the road um, as much as possible. Um, because, because, yeah. Well, Mike, Mike just said it's not always about who's funny, and that's the reality with with um, with any competition. They're they're, they're putting together a um uh, a TV show you know the the competition is part of it it's show business i always say show is four letters business is eight you know so they they're in the business of of making money so they have to put together a show that's going to look a certain way so uh he didn't make it um and he wasn't even he wasn't bitter about it um i'm trying to think if he ever said he might have jokingly said damn man I, I didn't move forward and 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 they did and I was like, yeah, but you know what? What's meant to be is meant to be. You know, and and uh say again. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Uh Mike, Mike's talking about the uh Marlon Wayne's uh show Funniest Wins. Um so uh so fast forward uh months ahead, and I saw, and I'm not the comedy police. I don't want anybody thinking that I'm trying to be the comedy police um it's just this certain protocol that you know i like seeing adhered to <laughs> um and if you're friends with people as as i am i feel like you can you can address them so one day i saw that the the person um had moved forward i have a gang of friends that were on last comic standing, it made it to the you know the top 10 and top five and top three i'm I'm friends with with the uh, the winner my man Rodman who did, did a great job and I was very uh I'm very I'm always, you're always proud. I'm always proud of uh of seeing your friends that have been out here grinding and you know you like there's nothing you're not mad when someone new gets an opportunity because for so many years you see people have to you know trudge and work hard for years so it's every so often it's nice seeing someone that just comes and boom just hits and and uh the the industry gets behind them and the machine then takes over and and you know helps propel them but it's you also in uh more um more refreshing for me um is seeing someone that's been out there, you know, in the trenches and the foxholes of these comedy clubs, these hole-in-the-wall comedy clubs, for, for years. And I'm not, I'm not even talking about like the the A rooms, like the the improvs and the funny bones. I'm talking, you know, the cats that have been on 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 that circuit unseen, as you know, that going been doing, you know, these these couple hundred dollar night weekend gigs because they have you know they got to put food on the table for their family man and so i was uh i was real happy when with Rodman uh you know uh you know one um and a bunch of other people you know shout out to uh to to Nikki Carr cuz she she uh was in the top three i think she's she's touring with him my, my man DC Benny DC Benny i got to get him on here because DC um for years I don't think he minds me saying this, like, um, this is a dude that, he's one of the comics that you watch him, and you sit in the, uh, the back of the room, like, this dude is funny, and and he has so many different, we've spoken about that before, like, people have different tools when they go on stage, and DC, I mean, he, he has an ear for voices and, and, uh, you know, dialects, uh, very similar to, um, uh, uh, uh Greer Barnes, you know, like Greer is somebody I, I these are dudes that I I I love watching because being that I do um I go outside of just my my standard voice of performing, I love watching these dudes. So seeing that DC at one point he um he wasn't he wasn't doing stand-up as much. He was he was uh he started selling real estate and he still might he still might be but I also think that probably came from getting frustrated that he wasn't uh, you know, getting on stage, getting the opportunities um as much as he would have liked to. Uh, you know, the 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 industry is definitely uh, I guess is this a term ageism? Is ageism? I guess that's that's a that's a term. Just like there's racism and prejudice, there's this there's ageism and, and you know, DC's been out there just as long as I've been out there. So, you know, you start getting older and and they, they don't look at you as often for opportunities, um, because the, the, the industry of Hollywood is very youth oriented and, and, uh, so I, you know, he was one of those guys I was, I was saddened to see wasn't getting the opportunities the way he had been and next, thing you know, he, he auditioned for last comic and, and he moved forward and, and Made it, you know, to to um, you know the final. He he was in the top, I don't know, top five to ten. He made it a, a long way, which was great because that was a TV show that's showing him every week. So now I see he's getting a lot of a uh, lot of road work and a lot of the comics that that uh, you've seen on on uh, on the show. So I I saw this particular person, and I'm saying this particular person, so no one knows exactly. Who it is, whether it's male or female, um, because I respect their their privacy. Um, but I'm not bashing them at all. Um, uh, they know that if they if they hear this, uh, because we ex- we exchanged emails. So one one day I saw this uh, that person that said I want to thank um, had thanked the judges. This is on Facebook. I seen this person had thanked uh, um, you know Russell and Keenan and uh, and Roseanne and and thanked. Uh, Wanda and Paige The uh, producers of the show And uh, you know Thank them for the opportunity And how their life is changing And they appreciate you know The doors that have opened And and so I saw this And uh, you know I decided um, I said oh well you know Maybe Harris should get a thank you Um, And like I said I'm not the comedy police this was this, but it was more. I just felt like it. It, it was it was the father Michael protocol to to for this person to at least acknowledge, even if not publicly. You know, just just give them a shout out. So I sent a I sent them a message. You know, and I hit them. I said, you you know, and and you got to be careful how you say things to people. You know, because you don't want to you don't want to offend people. You don't want to be on a soapbox. You don't want to. uh <laughs> you 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 never want to make it seem like you know if it, like i i didn't want it to seem like i was saying you know if never harris you wouldn't got this opportunity you know so I, I i said you know what obviously your talent is what's getting you through um uh before and for, and i also was clear that i wasn't totally sure of how the story went down so i said you know what i'm not sure if he he gave you the information i'm not sure if he just gave you a pep talk But if you get a chance, you know, um, give him a shout out just to let him know you appreciate him uh, sharing information because people don't do that, you know, uh, so that next time he's posed with that, an opportunity to share the information, he does because he knows it's the right thing to do because, you know, people, people will get funny and say, I ain't ever doing that again, but but if you if you if you if you acknowledge that you appreciate them uh then i think more often than not they will uh continue to sort of pay it forward and and give it i'm a I'm a i'm a big believer in in uh you know giving you know that's that's the gift of life is to give and share so this person hit me back and they actually said you know what they explained, they said, Well, no, you know what? I had them inform- from I. They actually the the producers had contacted me, um, uh, to, to be part of the show, but I was reluctant to do it. Um, and then I ran into Harris, who had mentioned he was doing it, and he was like, Yeah, no, you should definitely. This, this is NBC. He was like, I've seen people do uh, Last Comic, and next thing you know, they're they're their career skyrockets and so this person explained it to me uh but did say you know what but i do i'm gonna make sure i, I got something special for him uh and i'm gonna reach out to him and and, and, and i got love for you dean for, for saying that um it's just all love you know and i appreciated that they didn't take it any type of way uh so oh, all that to say karen why would you throw it all out Karen? I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, so so Harris, uh, Harris looked out, uh, and this person's life has changed. Actually, all all of the guests are made in the top ten. My man, uh, I think Carlos, uh, Miller, who's actually on Wilding Out. Anyway, he's he's doing his thing. He's from Atlanta. I met Carlos a couple years ago, and um um Joe, uh, damn Joe, man, damn, damn. What's Joe's last name? Uh, Joe Machi, Machi, uh, a lot of cats on last comic did well, and going back to what, what Mike uh asked, um, funniest wins was sort of Marlon Wayne's answer to last comic. It's funny because you had two Wayne's brothers on different uh comedy shows, different comedy contests, and Marlon's show, whereas last comic standing was uh mainly just stand up comedy. Uh, funniest wins was was the funniest all around performer so it was uh stand up it was sketch comedy it was viral comedy with vine and uh youtube uh, oh did they do animations i didn't know they did animation too oh i got to check that i actually make yourself a an animated character and and be funny that's funny so um so I didn't watch I didn't watch the show, but I knew a couple of uh couple of uh, comics on there. Uh, my man Sidney Castillo, uh, that's a good that's like my little brother right there Sydney, uh Tiffany Haddish, uh, Billy uh, Sorels um, and and a couple other comics and uh <laughs> and I don't know. this is the year of the of the Negro comic, the year of the Black comic, because Rodman. Uh, one last comic and my man Sydney won uh funniest wins man i was I'm still very proud of sydney um for for winning funniest wins man I didn't obviously you can tell I didn't watch the show i was i uh I would DVR them but they you know how like you said it like DVR a couple and you never get to it so I was like alright well yeah on the ship so uh, but you know what i I happened to Catch the last episode. I mean, is it, this was uh, mid-August. Uh, the last episode, because I, I said, you know what? I want to support. And actually, the last episode of that coincided the same week with the last comic standing. So, uh, um, and I saw this clip that um, that Sydney did. He sort of spoofed Sean T and uh, Insanity. The Insanity workout videos, I think it was called, called Sean D's Insane. And did you see it, Mike? Yo, it was funny, man. It was really funny. And Sid, obviously, his stand-up was uh, It was just he was bringing it. The other comics they were funny, but you could just see Sidney was hungry and 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 he won that that a uh, hundred hundred G's, man. And and congrats, man. Just was, comics are doing a thing. And like I said, for for comics that come from the urban circuit and have. Uh, sort of, you know, uh, straddled the line of urban comedy and mainstream comedy, it's nice to see uh, both Rodman and Sydney win because it also opens the eyes of, um, of other comics that are, say, just on the urban circuit and may have for years, you know, been discouraged that, you know, your comedy is not going to translate on TV, because at first glance you look at somebody like Rod Man. He has he has a he has a, uh, a quirky way of uh, of delivering and talking, but that's what makes him unique, and and obviously helped him you know win the the hearts of uh, of America and the judges to where they said you know we're gonna give you this quarter million and we're gonna give you this deal um to see if we can develop a a, a TV show for you you know I, I remember meeting. Rodman on the creative tour with Todd Lynn. We met back in Atlanta, I'm going to say in 1996. And so, so here's what you learned, kiddies. It's 96 when I first met him, which means he was doing his thing as a stand-up back then. And he's just finally getting some uh, some mainstream looks. You know, it's just almost like playing, it's like baseball players playing in the Negro Leagues for years and finally the major leagues call you up to to play and shine in the big stadium. So uh I'm excited for the brothers future. Um for all these cats' future. For all the comics that were on the uh on the shows, man. Uh, you know, keep your head up and 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 keep striving. Before I go, I wanna also mention the the story I was talking about bombing earlier and Harris had this story and we gotta get Harris back on uh uh they're still dealing with um you know Walmart and still recuperating from the accident. Uh, from the what do we call it? The Tracy Morgan car accident. You know what do we even call it? Uh, so Harris, <laughs> rest in peace to Uncle Jimmy back too, baby, because it involves him. So Jimmy, I just thought of Jimmy, um, because he had this joke. <laughs> he had this joke. There was a song by. The rap group The Lost Boys. That shows how long ago this joke is from. Uh it was the 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 Lost Boys had this, this song called Renee about this round-the-way girl that gets caught up in some trouble. And and uh they even did a remix with Janet Jackson's uh hook with this singer. Her name starts with M. Uh, not Monica, but she's from Yonkers and she sung the hook. Funny how love does when we just a ghetto law is a law that I live by Day by day I wonder why my shorty had to die And in the song <laughs> Mr. Cheeks goes I was on the van wick I was going mad quick And so Uncle Jimmy had a joke <laughs> It said nobody else is laughing Because y'all don't know the joke But he had a joke where He would say that like three times on stage With this bugged bug out look He was like And he said like, Jimmy this is back. I mean, Jimmy had to be uh, at least like 45. He's doing this joke, seeing this grown man. He, Yo, I was on the van week. I was going back quick. And he's staring at the audience. So anytime that pops in my head, I just think of Uncle Jimmy, man. It makes me smile, man, because he uh, he was a funny dude. It was just a silly joke. But uh, Jimmy hadn't, hadn't been... Uh, Jimmy's style of comedy was one that you either roll with it or you didn't, you know? And so some nights it was good, some nights it just didn't work. So I guess <laughs> I guess when Harris and, and Tracy and uh, Jimmy and Artie they were on tour, uh, <laughs> they were on tour, and I guess Jimmy was doing a spot. So Jimmy's on stage. Harris is telling me this story. So Harris said, Jimmy's on stage, and it's not going well. Crowd's not booing. It just not. It's not they're not getting the laughs. Let me tell you something. Anytime you're on stage in front of a couple of hundred or a couple of thousand people, if they're not laughing, you you know it. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it's, it's like even the crickets. The crickets are like, nope, and they just get quiet, man. And so uh, so Jimmy's Jimmy's catching an L, and uh, Artie's hosting, and Artie's about to go out and get him. And 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 Tracy comes over and Tracy's like, no, <laughs> he's like, no, no. <laughs> Tracy, Tracy, the whole, Tracy's headlining. Tracy goes over, he's like, no, no, let him, let him stay out there a little longer. <laughs> and then he looks at Harris, he's like, Yeah, when's the last time you saw a good bomb? You wanna see a good bomb? Let Jimmy do a little more time. <laughs> and that's what comics are evil. <laughs> Comics to the worst, man, because we love. <laughs> Yo, because we love. I mean, and obviously it's not because uh I mean, is it sadistic? I guess, yes, in a way. I guess because they say that uh uh fear of, of talking in public is everyone's number one fear. And so it's just so funny about watching a comic catch an L, man. And we've all we've all had it, we've all uh, experienced it. Where we're the comic on stage, and you see a bunch of comics in the back of the room. We used to have that happen, man. That's 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 what I miss about there was this club I mentioned before, the Boston Comedy Club, because uh, it, th- th- this is not a club that was really. S- if, if you think about this, the layout of the club, it wasn't set up perfectly for any type of performance. You know, there's a there's a fireplace on stage of this small room, this small, long room where people are tucked into corners. And on any given night, especially during the week, you would go in there and, you know, comics would do their sets. And then you would just sit in the back of the room. You might be talking. Um, dudes might be, uh, you know, talking to females, but more often than not, you were watching the other comics. I say more often than not a lot, especially in this episode. Uh, comics would sit in the back watching other comics, and there's something just funny about watching another comic. Catch a L. You know why? Because the dynamics of it, or you're watching this person catch an L, but you're also, there's a part of you that's saying, let's see if he's gonna be able to pull himself out of this hole. And, and there's something amazing and wonderful about watching a comic that just was getting booed or catching an L, and next thing you know they found a way to pull themselves out. And, you, and you're and you like, yo, he, yo, he, you, and you give him, give him love. You give him love afterwards. You're like, yo, you, you, you started off in the dumps, man, but you found a way to make that work. And that's, so that's beautiful. But as Tracy said, well, last time you saw a good bomb. I like to see a good bomb every now and then. I see a good bomb. <laughs> it's so so rest in peace, man. Uncle Jimmy back, man. We uh we miss you, man. Thanks. Thanks for all the memories. And, and I guess Tracy, Artie, and Harris, thank you for that, that, uh, that L of that particular night. Thanks for giving us something to end this episode on, man. As always, y'all uh, keep supporting. Keep checking out uh the Fothermunkin Protocol on all dot uh, uh, you know, check out some of our some of our friends' podcasts on all things comedy. Um, uh, Tom Rhodes Radio. Check out uh, the soccer comic rant with my man Ian Edwards. Go go cop his uh cop his album, hundred percent half-assed. Um, uh, from Team Coco. That's Conan O'Brien's company. Um, he was their first album release. Uh, uh, check out my man, uh, the Brian Scalaro show. Uh, obviously, uh, shout out to Al Magical and and Billy. Bur- I you see, I just slowed it down. I almost said Bill Burr. I I caught myself saying Billy, uh, and I was gonna give Billy the respect of calling him Bill Burr. So maybe next time. But check out uh, the uh, Monday morning podcast, Billy's joint, and uh, the Champs, and all all the other comics. Spread love is the Brooklyn way. <laughs> um. <laughs> Moet and Alizé got me tipsy. Used me not getting buzz because they miss me. I never thought it would happen. This rapping stuff. I was too used to packing gats and stuff. Now, honey, play me close like butter play toast. That's an ill lyric, if you think. Honey's play me close like butter plays toast. That's, that's a dope lyric, man. R.I.P. the B.I.G. Notorious. Notorious is glorious. Um... And uh, y'all, y'all make sure you comment, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. Uh, you can download on, on iTunes, man, or you can just go to all things comedy and click, click play or SoundCloud, because that's what uh, it comes from anyway. Um, and uh, yo, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Dean Edwards, because that's who the hell I'm is, who I'm is. And uh, that's pretty much it. Yo, uh, follow Vessi uh, at Joseph Vessi, V E C S E Y. Uh, check out his YouTube channel with his, his sketches. He has some new sketches out by now. And uh, y'all, we'll catch you next week. Uh, as always, thank you, Mike, for making me sound crisp and clean and clear, baby. Uh, shout out to all the fans. I call them fans, F A M, because you family, y'all. Yo. Uh, shout out to all the fans and uh, all my father mucking fans. Big up. We'll catch y'all next week. Right, right here for the protocol. Dean Edwards. Two fingers, peace.